Listening Dog Media. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's one of England's most capped international players. Seaman is the man here. He's one of the world's most decorated goalkeepers. And it was somehow kept out by Seaman. That is a fantastic save. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. And Seaman, what a magnificent save. Hear him. Breathtaking. Like never before. Hello and welcome back to Seaman Says with me, David Seaman and Lindsay Hooper. What a weekend it's been. I mean, there, there was the heat to contend with. I think it sent everyone into delirium. There were so many strange <laughs> results and crazy performances. Oh. Uh, I would usually say, oh, you know, let's start with the game that I'm at because if I am at a Premier League game, it's nice to be able to give you the inside track. And that's exactly what I'm going to say because it was Brentford against Manchester <laughs> United and Callum's oh, no. in taking his breath. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> oh, I know, well, I've, I've been fishing all weekend, right? But I was listening to it. The lads on the lake were there were some screams of laughter going on after half an hour because mm. obviously Man United were four nil down and they couldn't believe it. They go, what four nil after half an hour? We were giving you updates, weren't we? I know. <laughs> and, I was like, and then when you said about, oh my god, something about De Gea, and I was like, why? What's he done? What's he done? <laughs> what didn't he and then do? When I, and I watched it on. Do you know what? No matter how good you are, they happen. Them sort of mistakes happen. When that shot was hit in his mind for a split second, it's I've got this, and that. I'm sure is the reason why we make these mistakes, these little mistakes like that. But they're not little mistakes; they're big mistakes. But they're like they're basic mistakes. And I think that the the mind just shuts off for a second or two because it's or not shuts off, but it like relaxes. 
because he's like, I've got this. What am I going to do? His hands, David, were actually around the ball. That's what I didn't understand. Every time I'm watching the replay, it's as if he loosens his grip. Yeah. You know, and and I saw I saw a few bits last week where and I think it was when Aaron when he came out for a couple of crosses and he fumbled them and they were easy catches and I'm thinking it's because they're trying to think of what are they going to do next like within a real split second. I mean, mm. I've done it before where a shot's coming straight at me and I've got my hands there and I'm like yeah I've got this and then it just hits and pops out. And it happens in training quite a bit as well. And I'm sure that it's just that little split second of your mind just relaxing a little bit because you think straight away your brain goes, we've got this. But it's a shocking mistake, if I'm honest. Well, ultimate respect to him. Um, he came out and he did he did all of the interviews and he wanted to do the interviews, which I thought was very brave. No, you've got to, you know, because as a goalkeeper of that standard, he knows when he's, he's made a really bad mistake. But not only that, the ball out to Ericsson was a really bad decision. You don't give players the ball there. Can we also, though, credit Brentford? Because they clearly had worked out the way yeah. that Manchester United were trying to play out from the back. They'd actually made sure there wasn't an option for Ericsson. So they'd already taken the one angle mm. away. So De Gea couldn't put it out to the right-hand side. Ericsson running in couldn't have laid it off either. Um so it put him under that pressure. When you're talking split seconds, in hindsight, when you're watching Match of the Day and you're watching the replays or when we were there, we're thinking, you know, who fit long and go to the, the wing. But obviously in those split seconds, he thought, I'll just I'll just play it to feet. Um, I, I did feel yeah. for, for David De Gea. It wasn't his best afternoon. He knew that. He, he fronted up to that as well. But there are much bigger problems at Manchester yeah. United than just David De Gea because we've seen Manchester United teams that have made mistakes in the past, but they've managed to go on and win games. You know, I, I, when we were sat there in the crowd, lots of people were referring back to Man United when they were 3-0 down. Was it against Spurs, Callum? And you came back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those, those are results that you're expecting to happen again from a team like Manchester United. But this isn't the Manchester United of old. And I think everyone now has to just recognise that this is a rebuild from the very beginning. And the distance between Manchester United and Man City and Liverpool is huge. It's so big that you can't even mm-hmm. focus on that for now. I think it, it also, it opened up a lot of questions about Ten Hag and what he's trying to do in such a short space of time and whether he's got the personnel to do it. But it also told us a lot about Brentford. You know, a lot of us, I am one of the people that said Brentford to go down. I don't know. Maybe that will still happen. But they're clearly going to fight. And I love the link-up play between Tony and Mbermo for the fourth goal. I like the way that De Silva's playing at the moment. He's been really good. Bringing in Ben Mee, he managed to score on his home debut. There is a lot for the bees to be really taking from this game. And it it could ignite their season now because they might have had doubts themselves having lost Ericsson. Yeah. And how does he feel, by the way? Oh. <laughs> Going back to Brentford on the end of a 4-0 hiding. But Brentford set the traps. You know, as soon as Man United had got the goal kicks, Brentford set a trap and Man United, they fell into it. You know, and it reminded me a lot about when, when Emery came to Arsenal. And he was asking Arsenal and Petacek to play out from the back. And it didn't look comfy and they kept getting caught out. And that's exactly what happened with Man United. It was like 
they want to play out, but there's there's times, there's times in the game or when you see a picture, you think, no, it's not on. Let's knock it long. And Man United weren't doing that. You know, they were they were still trying to play out, but they were playing in in dangerous positions. But Brentford, credit to them. They'd set the traps and it, and it really worked. What I found interesting from what you said last week, because you said they look scared at Old Trafford, is that this was their first yeah. away trip of the season. So I thought they were going to play with a lot yeah. more freedom being away from home. And the fact that there were probably multiple issues compounded further in this performance um, is alarming. It, it is alarming. I think Ten Hag has got a huge mm. job on his hands. Um, and and I, I don't know. I think from a from a fan's perspective, a lot of the fans stayed. I, I did see after the third goal, about fifty Manchester United fans walk out. But there was a, a large number that stayed right till the end, and and were really getting behind the team still. The away fans are always the ones that really, you know, they're the proper supporters because they go home and away, mm. you know, and they'll stay with their teams through through thick and thin. And um, when I watched it. It's almost like there's a lot of individuals out there, and at the moment they're not they're not like gelling together properly. You know, like even the was it I think the third or fourth goal where there was Man United were in Brentford's area, and then it was just a, a massive long clearance over the top. That was the fourth, and, yeah. And I was thinking, like, well, you know, yeah, where's where's the organisation? Who's taking charge at the back? You know, and I saw I saw Harry Maguire like pushing in. You know, leaving spaces at the back and Harry Maguire was it, it left was, for it dust. It was frustrating to watch. I mean, he was literally eating know, yeah, Tony's dust. <laughs> you couldn't see it because he wasn't in yeah, shots. Tony's got a bit of pace about gone. him, though. Oh my gosh! And then Lissandro <laughs> yeah. Martinez yeah. Um, for the third goal. I'm sorry, but when you're you're looking at a centre back and you're having this discussion, which has been had for about a week or so now about his height. This was the goal that just exposed yeah. that. Ben Mee managing to outjump him at the far yeah. post, nodding. And I do wonder, I do wonder about that partnership, him and Maguire. I, ju- I just can't see that clicking very quickly at all. Yeah, I know what you mean. When he went up for the for the, uh, for the the header, I think he got his leg tangled though as he went up. But he will get targeted. It's down to Man United to sort that out. But uh, anyway, enough about them lot. <laughs> Sorry, can't mm. them lot. <laughs> what Callum's about? Callum's been very quiet. Chelsea, Tottenham. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll we'll I let know. you. Off, I wasn't Carl. really looking forward to this one. Oh, okay. Then. Oh. <laughs> what did you think, Cal? <laughs> Put it this way: it got to half time, and I said to Emma, "Should we watch a film?" <laughs> <laughs> so yesterday, after my epic fishing trip, I, I sat down and watched Chelsea, Tottenham. That was a good game. That it was, was a real good. good game. I was devastated at the end when Harry Kane scored, not just because he got Tottenham a point, but I'd predicted 2-1 as well. <laughs> yes. Spurs are lucky. Spurs are very lucky. I think that Chelsea were hard done by in that game. Um, the pull of the hair on Cucurella, whoa. Yeah, there was like there was two issues, two big issues that with, with the goals. The tattle, which... Which I thought was it was fifty fifty, you know, like yeah, he did take the ankle first and then get the ball, but it was so tight that wouldn't have bothered me, you know, because sometimes they they go either way. But the, I think it was Romero, ball. wasn't it? It was Romero that made the tackle, and I and I honestly think that he um, there are replays that show that he got the ball, but you you do have to go through the ankle <laughs> um, on certain replays yeah. to be able to get it. But I yeah. have seen more this morning and he clearly does get the ball. 
So, so let's part that yeah. one. But the pull of Cucurella's hair was was so blatant, right in front of the referee as well. I don't get, you know, I know that the VAR can't get involved because otherwise it's a red card or whatever. But that that is a red card. Mm. You know, that's that for me. You know, pulling someone's hair and pulling them down to the ground. What's why is that not a red card? I was frustrated with that because obviously the next corner then led to the goal. And I don't, I don't understand. The referee looked like he was looking at the ball. Obviously, you can't tell from the angles that we see. But even then, you know, like why I don't understand why VAR don't get involved and tell the ref to have a look or, or whatever. But it's it was even more frustrating because it made me lose points on our on our <laughs> predictions. It was a game where I thought Chelsea <laughs> Chelsea surprised me how much on top they were. I know that they are brilliant at Stamford Bridge in this fixture. Um, it was a big ask for Spurs, but I think under Conte and with the forward line that they've got, I expected more from Spurs in this one. To rescue a point from it was mm. huge. The two red cards, not for players, for managers. That was ace. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I just, I love that passion on the bench. And did it boil over? Of course it boiled over a little bit too much. Do you know, do you know what I would have loved Tuchel to do would be... When when Conte went up to his face after he got the first equaliser and he was giving it all that, yeah, you know, if Tootle just went like that, like, go away. <laughs> instead of instead of like getting all involved and angry about it. But I think Tuchel did really well when he went running past Conte, but Conte was just looking down, weren't he? He was certainly not making eye contact again. <laughs> yes. You know, but yeah. it was, and the um, eye contact was what did the, the final handshake, cards, wasn't it? It's like, oh, yeah, the handshake, weren't it? Yeah, you know, and that was that was Tuchel giving you know giving him a little bit bite, you know, like holding onto the handshake and pulling him back. And who you are you backing if those two got into a ring? Oh, Conte. Oh, I know. Oh, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, but he's a little. He'd be like the Mike Tyson, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, Conte's <laughs> like unpredictable. Small I Small and and swinging. Yeah. <laughs> Firing. Yeah. Tuchel is you know he's wiry. Yeah, but. <laughs> High difference, long reach, good jabber. <laughs> but it's um, yeah, it, it was a brilliant game. You know, like you said, I, I really enjoyed watching the game, and you know that's what the the Premier League's about. You know, is is and then and the, the other good thing, well, I just remembered, the referees are letting so much more go now, which is brilliant for our game. You know, it's it's the way that it, it used to be. You know, they're letting some tattles go in. You know, and I think that's why that some hair pulling. Know, the, the foul was, <laughs> yeah. Well, the hair pulling's, yeah. I think that's just, that's too blatant of a of an mm. offence to to get away with for me. Um, you know, and the fact that we've got cameras everywhere and we still can't pick up on that is it's like, come on, we need we need, we need to do something about that. But um, no, what a game! How dangerous did Tottenham look when Richarlison came on? Oh, that that front line, if they if they play three up there. Oh, well, they're not going to play three up there, but Richarlison, Kane and Son's going to be a real force in the future, I think, because um, when he came on, he, he altered the game, you know, because he showed, he was chasing balls down and he just gave Spurs that little lift that they needed. And did Chelsea deserve to win it? I it's think close. so. I, th- I think I the think draw was did. a fair result, if I'm honest. Yeah. I, I think Chelsea edged it. First half, they really, they dominated and, they, you know, they should have, um, you know, if they'd have, created a few more chances you know with the possession that they had they, they should have done more but 
you know, like I think I think it was only like three shots on target and they scored with two, didn't it? Or Thank goodness they did target. score though, because I mean, otherwise you'd have had another exact score come in. I think I'm going to be playing catch up later when we get to <laughs> that part of the show. Uh, okay, then I'm going to I'm going to let uh, you no, wax lyrical now. I jinxed now. myself, Lindsay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I jinxed asking. myself though, because I was like, oh come on, I've got two one, I've got two one, and then I was like, oh. Mm. <laughs> I'm pleased about that one. David, over to you for our next match. I'm going to let you just wax lyrical about Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah, really, really, really impressed with him again because, you know, it's not it's not just his goals. His work rate off the ball yeah, and then even energy. when he gets the ball, I love the way that he backs into defenders, you know, because he's not, he, well, he doesn't look the tallest of guys, but, you know, he really knows how to to block players off. And I tell you who's really good at his Salah. Salah's brilliant at that as well, but he, he he can block defenders off with a little nudge just to give him that space to to then lay it off. But I love his smile, the smile on his face when when he when he's happy. You know, it was weird because he walked off the off the pitch like not so. He didn't look very happy. I think it's because he didn't get his hat trick. He probably had three chances to get a hat trick, didn't he? You know, yeah. there, was, there was a few really good chances. His first goal, I know it looked really good, but it, it took a slight deflection. You know, if you watch it, as he hits it, it just takes a little nick and it it gets the loop on it. But it's still, to try that finish from where he was, hardly any back lift, the ball was like right under his feet and it was it was brilliant. You know, and then the second one, he gets an assist from Jamie Vardy at the back post. But <laughs> it's about being in the box, in and around the goal, you know, especially for, for flick-ons. He's a striker, he's gone straight to the back post. I just love all that and I love... I love the way that Arsenal went about the game. They were they were really really good. It's looking nice, you know. And there's there's players coming back in as well. You know, you have got Tierney and Tommy Asu coming back. So everything looks uh, looks very Do you think good. He was you know, underutilized at City. You only ever saw glimpses of that at City, and I know that obviously the, the the team and the style, the way that Pep probably plays is is different to Arteta slightly. Obviously, he learned a lot being under his guidance for a long time, but you. All of a sudden, he's like he is the main man, where he was never mm. the main man at City, and it's breathed new life into him. Yeah, and it's amazing what confidence can do for you as well. He's got off to a great start, you know, last week, and now going into this week, getting two on his home debut is it's brilliant for Arsenal, and and it, and it's great for him. And like like you say, Adam, it's he's, he's going to be playing every week, and he knows that. You know, as long as he mm. stays fit, he's going to be the first choice. And I don't think, well, that obviously wasn't the case last when he was at City, but um, some of the stuff that he's, he's doing, these little runs and the way that he finishes, I just love it. I just, I'm really excited about him um, and I'm sure a load of Arsenal fans are too. Here's a uh, question for you. Do you think come the end of the season, Jesus is a higher goal scorer than Haaland? Do you reckon <laughs> City will re- regret that choice? Um, no, because you've got Haaland. <laughs> um, <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about him later because even though he didn't score, I'm still like, wow, you know, looking at him. When you watch him, he's... Anyway, we'll, but yeah, we'll talk about Jesus, but well, Harlan's Here's, here's a question following on from Callum's then. Do you think United have done a bit of bad business getting rid of Henderson and keeping De Gea? Not keeping That's mean, but you know what I'm know saying? He had a blinder yeah. of a game. <laughs> yeah, he did. But with De Gea, there's, there's a lot of credit in that book. He's done it for a long time. You know, he makes he made a couple of mistakes, fair enough. 
for me, it's how you react afterwards, and we'll see, we'll see about that. See how he is, knowing De Gea will just come back as good as ever. What an atmosphere, by the way, at Forest. You could you could even feel mm. the atmosphere on telly. Never mind being there. I bet it was wicked being there. It almost felt like I don't know what. It, it kind of I got a vibe of like an FA Cup sort of. There was a real energy there. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, I was watching it on the match of the day, and and I saw, um, you know, like you see pictures of the ground, you know, that you were used to seeing on TV. It was brilliant, and the and the atmosphere was just. That's going to be a big factor for for Knott's Forest. Oh no, I can't say Knott's Forest, can I? No, definitely. <laughs> Isn't that what Jesse Lingard did? Did he? <laughs> he did. Yeah, the fans weren't very happy yeah. with him. Oh no, but you know, the fans, the fans for Nottingham Forest, are, um, they're, they're going to be a massive factor. When did you last play there? When did I last play there? Was Cause I'm just trying to think because obviously they, they've been out of the, the Premier League. Out the Premiership as it was then for so long. Yeah, I played there. I don't know about last, but I played there. <laughs> and I remember we were in the tunnel, and it was while Cluffy was there. And we're in the tunnel, like lined up and waiting to go out. And then Cluffy came down the middle of us. And let's say he'd. Um, what can I? How can I say this? <laughs> it was a bit wobbly. Oh, oh, and he, like, oh. <laughs> and, he, and he came and he came down the tunnel and he, and he like he looked up at me and he went, "Wow, you have got a big head." And I was like, <laughs> "I swear to you." <laughs> and I went, "Oh, you soon need to talk." <laughs> so that's that's my wow, my, my favorite moment of Brian Clough. Yeah, wow. I was like, "Whoa!" Was that Dutch courage, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> but so, oh, yeah, he made me laugh because he came out and he was like, he just walked down like looking at all the team, but he was like looking like this because we were we were massive at that time. You know, we got <laughs> me at six foot four, Tony at six four, Baldy six five. You know, so like we had a really good, strong, tall players. So here's a fact for you. So talking about the last time that you played there, David. So the last time that Nottingham Forest were in the Premiership, Phil Foden wasn't born. And in that time, he's oh obviously been born and won it four times. Wow. What year was it that uh, I last played there? They got relegated in 99. Oh, okay. Right. And what, so you retired in, was it 04? Yeah. Just doing the maths. Yeah. In my head. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel old, all right. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I am 60 next year. Wow. And what are you doing for looking, looking great for 60, David. Yeah, I love that, Lindsay. They didn't say out them two, did they? <laughs> <laughs> Only 60. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that like men noticing when someone has, a, you know, their other half has a haircut? I know. Oh, God. Yeah. Well done for reaching 60. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> not yet anyway. Nice. But yeah, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm, 50, I'm 59 in September, so I'm jumping the gun a little bit, if I'm honest. But anyway. Oh, so you're only still 58. <laughs> I love that. When, when, no when guys... When, yeah, when girls have their hair cut and that, and they talk to each other, they go, "Oh, it's lovely. Oh, I like your colour. I like the cut. I like the shape." And, all. and then when lads see each other, they they go, "Oh, you had your hair cut?" They go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Still look an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's if they notice. Yeah. Well, they say another word, but we can't say it on here. Yeah. Well. <laughs> we, can't, we cannot skip over Declan Rice's penalty. For all, for all your talk about haircuts, no. you lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, he struck me as a little nervy before taking it, which wasn't very Declan. 
he's missed two, isn't he? So uh, mm. I bet he's not on anymore. Um, yeah, and and what I noticed, Linz, about the penalty is, is is if you look at it and watch his left foot when he puts it at the side of the ball, his left foot gets too close to the ball, so he can't get the power on it. You know, and he oh. and he, he comes across it. And, is that a giveaway? Yeah, and it for was a keeper. A, not really. It's hard okay. to, to try and because I'm wondering if you if you get it that close, can you you can't shift you, the, the you direction? Can't, you so can't you, get the you power because you've got to bring your legs closer together, you know, to hit it. Mm. You know, so the power the power's not there. You know, and you can't get that whip. And I think that's what happened because he put his left foot too close to the ball. He hit it more with the inside of his foot than he wanted to do with the with the inside and instep. You know, because he was trying to whip it across. And he, he didn't I'm just wondering if that, in, in my head, if that meant that if you, if you got your left foot being a right-footed player, if you got your left foot too close to it, yeah. you can't change and put it to the to the right-hand side of the goal as easily. It's got to go to his left. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. not pro, so what do I know? You should have been on ballets. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of those where David has had the uh, the benefit of hindsight looking back on it. But. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I just because yeah, I was. When it, when that happens, I look at I look at like straight away. I look at their contact, and you could see it was like halfway, like along his boot, and that ain't where he wanted to hit it. They still got some pace on it, but Dean Henderson made the save look really easy. Um, he did, you know, and, and what a time, you know. And it was just you know when you when you look back with Antonio and the West Ham goal that got disallowed, it was a foul. It was a blatant foul. You know, it wasn't like they bumped into each other accidentally. Like Antonio nearly knocked him into next week. Oh, you know, it was, it was a um, wrestling move. <laughs> yeah, it was prop, you know, and so they can't really <laughs> complain about that. But yeah, it was uh, by the looks of things, Nottingham Forest is going to be a very hard place to go. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. David Seaman and Lindsay Hooper. This is Seaman Says. I know that we've we left Arsenal behind, but there was something I wanted to mention, which was Saliba's own goal. Because we gave him a lot of credit last week. <laughs> yeah. And mm. then I think he would have been pretty grateful to Jesus. Um, because 4-2 in the end, I mean, at 3-2, I was thinking, yes, I've got an exact score coming in, then another Arsenal goal. But <laughs> Saliba must have been counting his lucky stars that that wasn't going to be a key goal, his own goal, because it, it was very good finish. I know. And, um, <laughs> it was. And when, when I look back... last week, but yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when, I, when I look back at it, though, I'm thinking, what, what were you trying to do? And I think he got like caught in two minds as to whether to try to... Trying to head it wide for a, for a corner, 
or head it back to Aaron. And then he ended up doing neither, straight past Aaron <laughs> in the bottom corner. Um, you know, so I think that's what happened. I think he just got caught in two minds at the split, uh, you know, for a split second, and that's why why he did what he did because it wasn't a it wasn't a positive header to knock it out for a corner, but it was more than a, a header that's going to be guided back to Aaron if he thinks Aaron's still on his line or still like off him. But um, yeah, it was uh, it, it was a good finish. Yeah. <laughs> it was a day for Arsenal's forwards. To, to absolutely revel in. But I think it wasn't the best account of Arsenal's defence or for Aaron Ramsdale. I thought I thought Madison's goal as well shouldn't have got through. Yeah, they're, they're the ones that really annoy you because like you, you're forever thinking, what else could I have done? You know, especially when it goes straight through your legs. It, mm. it's, it's really hard as well because you need to set yourself. And by setting yourself, your legs are shoulder width apart because you need to push either side. And when that happens, it's all about can you get get your foot moving quick enough to get it. The ball was struck with pace, but they used to really annoy me. The one the balls that used to go through my legs was I like, damn it. You know, like what else could I have done? And I'm sure that Aaron will be thinking exactly the same. You can't go to the ball like that with your legs together. You know, and then if you start going low all the time, then they'll they'll just lift it over you. He wasn't the only goalkeeper to get nutmegged at the weekend. Melia got nutmegged as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't, but... it, did you see? I don't know if you saw it in, the, in slow motion, but Arabo took the ball and as as Melia came down, one of his legs was cocked up a bit like that, and he pushed it under it and then fired it into the goal. You watch. You watch Melia's feet on that goal. He really tries to get his foot across. You know, and that's mm. what that's what you try and do. But sometimes you you can't do it quick enough. And when it's close like that, by the time it's at you, you ain't going to react in time. Being at the ground, I didn't even notice until I saw the replay that yeah. he'd, he'd nutmegged him, which was yeah. incredible. <laughs> well, not for you, but for me. I know. That was another game, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> but that was my Desmond. <laughs> that was your Desmond. Was I'm your happy Desmond. now. My, my Desmond's coming for the season. <laughs> um, how about from this Saints-Leeds draw then? Because these are two teams that we had said we think are going to struggle. Do you think they need to do more business or there is, or is there enough here for, for both Saints and Leeds for them to be able to climb steadily? I think, I think for Leeds, I still feel that they need to do a little bit more business, especially with, with Bamford now. You know, he's he got injured again, Ooh, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did after half an hour. We saw that he was a massive miss last season. So maybe they might need to go in and, and, and do something about that. But there's a lot of new players... And hopefully they're you know they're slowly getting used to each other and but they're still being leads you know it's entertaining football they're scoring goals but they're letting them in still the leads away fans were brilliant and they were very very vocal until <laughs> the inev- well I say the inevitable and it was the the old two nil and you fluffed it up two nil and you fluffed it up. <laughs> yeah but you know before the game you you take a point I'm sure. You know, so it wasn't. Yeah, it, it on wasn't reflection, all doom and gloom. Yeah, it it was probably a fair point for each team, actually. The one thing I wanted to say about Leeds, David, is when a player like Rafinha leaves, occasionally it happens where another player in the team that's been there all along has the chance to shine. And I wonder if that's Rodrigo now. Now Rafinha's gone. 
It's Rodrigo's mm. moment. Is he going to pick up that baton and get some key goals this season? Um, I thought he was great in this game. Really, really good. I know that Saints managed to get back in this, but Rodrigo's movement was brilliant. Yeah, and it's like what we were talking about, Jesus. You know, he now becomes the main man. You know, so that's more of a, a confidence hit for him. He knows he's going to be playing if he's fit. I just love the way that he's he's moving around now. He's, he's he's got the confidence that that you need as a striker, you know. And his finish was great. Seaman says with Safe Style, the great saves you can't beat. Safe Style. Right, guys, it's time for Save of the Week with Safe Style, and this week I have got that many saves to talk about. <laughs> Oh, Whoa. hold that pad I've up got, again, like, David. So many. Hold it up again. <laughs> you like my little. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coloured pens. I was scribbling last night. Nice. I was like, <laughs> exactly. I got you know. I was like, oh, that's a great save. And then I was looked at another. Oh my god, that's a good save as well. Oh, oh. So there was uh, there was quite a few. I got like I've got Bazuna for Southampton. I've got Pope. I've got Larice. I've got Henderson. There were some really, really good saves. Larissa's one with his foot was amazing. It was a quick reaction. You know, people just think saves are all with your hands, but this one was a real great save with his foot. He just guided it around the post from, I think it was Havertz. Mm. But yeah, yeah, that was a great good. save. Yeah. And then Nick Pope. Nick Pope had a load of saves to make as well at New for Newcastle. Um, but there wasn't there wasn't one that I was thinking, oh, you know, that's a that that wasn't a wow. And then Henderson, obviously, with Forrest, and he even saved a penalty. Um, well, just go back to, 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 to Pope. How many times did the ball not go over the line? I know. I mean, <laughs> like, and how could that have been a nil-nil? Like, it was... Oh. <laughs> I know, and, then it, and some of them, he even saved it, like, made a great save with his hand, but then it was still going to go in, and it would get cleared off the line. And I think it was the, the, the Brighton uh, official Twitter, um, they put out a tweet that just had Nick Pope with a with a little grumpy face on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the save of the week, which got a wow from me when I watched it, was Bazunu at Southampton. He made a save from James. Yes. And it was full length, great athleticism. When you watch it and you stop it where he's he's actually making the save, it's, it's a great dive, it's a great spring, and he gets the contact on the ball that's required, and it was just... Yeah, it was special. So he, he, he kept us in. He kept us in the uh, in the game. Yeah. In the first half. He made he made a few good saves. Yeah, but that that was a special save. That's that's definitely going on his career highlight reel. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> that along with the penalty that he saved from Ronaldo. Which yeah, he's exactly. Done in the past. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you just said about a reel. Did you ever have a goalkeeping show reel? Not that I'd done, but there's there's a few on on YouTube that I've looked at millions of times. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit down today. Uh, Google know, my name. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few on there, actually. <laughs> I was around for quite a long time, you know. <laughs> They're not set to Titanic music, are they? Yeah. It'll be more um, Thin Lizzy or Prince or who else? Yeah, get some, some yeah, classic rock. Get some proper, yeah, classic <laughs> ACDC, Def Leppard. Bon Jovi, all that sort. Of, that's that's on my hit, my, mm-hmm. my goalie's playlist. <laughs> that's what I've got. Hey, <laughs> when I, while I'm cutting the grass <laughs> and a bit of Kate Bush and a bit of Queen. <laughs> yeah, but no, Gavin Bizunu, save of the week. 
Brilliant save, mate. That was Save of the Week with Safe Style. For great saves, you can't beat Safe Style. Save of the Week with Safe Style. The UK's number one for windows and doors. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. Right, guys, for something new this season, we're going to be giving out an award more prestigious than the Ballon d'Or. This is Seaman Star of the Week. So my nominee for Star of the Week is obviously an Arsenal player. <laughs> it's Gabriel Jesus. Um, is that why it started this week? Yeah, I think so. That's <laughs> a good. It's a good time to start. <laughs> yeah, but you've got your chance to, to try and persuade me not to pick him. <laughs> but um, yeah, his, his overall performance and his goals were brilliant. One of them was all about being in the right right space at the right time. You know, he, he read that, he read the flick on at the near post. and uh, But it wasn't his goal, just his goals. Um, his overall game was brilliant. And I love the fact that he was really disappointed because he didn't get three. You know, he had some real good chances to get a hat-trick and, and he looked disappointed with that, you know. So that means for me that he's still really eager to impress and get even more and get even better. So my nominee is Jesus. It's really hard to argue with that one for this week. And I, I think Jesus could be the winner. But I want to mention Koulibaly for Chelsea, the defender, who scored yeah. an obscene volley and looked like he could have scored more goals, actually, for Chelsea. I thought he was brilliant. Um, everything has been mentioned in the close season about how are we going to replace Rudiger. And now two games in, I don't think Chelsea fans are even thinking about that. So I think he needs some credit. And he, I think he needs a mention, but probably honorary in, in yeah. this one. So I will throw a curveball in here and I'm going to go for a manager. Um, oh, cow. And you know which manager it's going to be. Player of the week and he chooses a manager. <laughs> uh, it's not player of the week. Star, star of sorry, star, star of the week. Oh, oh, all right yes, then, cow. all right. I know I'm a United fan, but considering that I think um, three of us chose Brentford as the team that were going to go down this season, I think because of this manager, they won't. Mm. So I'm going to nominate Thomas Frank. I like that. That's yeah. good show. I think Jesus is going to win it this week. Um, if I was going to star of the week, there was an outrageous sort of half volley from from Ward Prowse this week which I thought would get mentioned on match of the day but didn't and it was really it was dirty it was like can we leave our Um, rose-tinted spectacles and put them to one side I'm not choosing him I just wanted to bring it up not star of the Um, week he's not I'm not saying he was but but that was filth Um, (laughs) I would probably go for Henderson I thought he was brilliant for for Forrest yeah. but I don't know if that was better than the performance yeah. that Jesus gave I'll tell, tell you who else that I've just thought of that comes really close as well and we've not one of us has mentioned him De Bruyne De Bruyne De Bruyne no what about his goal with the outside of his foot Oh, yeah. that was amazing. And I've said yeah. that Haaland coming, him and Haaland, I think that they... I've, I said, didn't I, last week, that they'll go on to have more goal collaborations than probably Son and Kane if they if they play together yeah. for long enough. Um, De Bruyne comes really close, but I think the first star of the week 
and quite aptly so as well. It's the first one, it's an Arsenal player, Gabriel Jesus. Yay! (laughs) 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 We'll be back on Friday with a look to this weekend's game, so we'll see you then. This is a Listening Dog Media Production. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.